Yeah, I see it. Oh, it showed it? Oh, nice. That's cool. Okay, well, <laughs> I didn't know how that was going to work. Anyway, aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the High Connect podcast. Today, we have the very first episode of the new podcast set up, and I wanted to bring on a special guest, you know, to kind of commemorate the occasion. So we have Mr. Net Magnetism here himself, uh, Tong, and he's going to be talking to us about, you know, sneaker raffles, sneakers, and especially what I wanted to talk about was NFTs today, which I think you just recently got into, right, man? Uh, yeah, <laughs> still new. But, yeah, uh, learning. <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah, dude, same. And it, it's such a weird thing. But before we get into all of those questions and stuff, really, I do want to give a sh- quick shout out to the people that don't know and stuff because uh, Net Magnetism kind of made a lot of this stuff in the background happen, which I'm not sure if people are aware of. Um, one of the big things that we did, I think, a couple months back, right now, Tong, it was uh, we ended up selling most or the Air Easy Two set to you, and we did like a raffle and stuff to sell them off yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah. What people don't know is, you know, that actually was uh, as I was selling my sneaker collection, that was like a huge help because we got the income in quickly and whatnot. And that helped pay for the down payment for, you know, everything in this new house and stuff. So shout out to you, dude. That was a huge thing. And uh, yeah, it's crazy to see like full circle how all of that happened, man, because I still remember year one, you know, we got the red Octobers from one of your raffles. And <laughs> that was way when the yeah. channel had like, I don't know, a thousand subscribers or something. It was, it's so crazy to see it come back full circle. Yeah, I'm glad it, it worked out for you. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, right, dude. Yeah. And I like your drop back over here too. I, I see you got all these collectibles and stuff in the back. That's a sick setup. I gotta find myself something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this this one actually we had to do it custom made. Uh, well, like because uh, we wanted because I saw this like image of um, someone displaying it in the wall. So like when we got this place, like we wanted. I like first thing I did was like I need to spend money putting display like this because um just the regular ikea kind of stuff just didn't couldn't cut it for me. right I mean, it looks this, way this better <laughs> yeah <laughs> you got to get the bare bricks and stuff in there too but i guess that would take oh, a lot yeah. of space in the wall right exactly <laughs> <laughs> i do like that though um so and i can kind of see like a lot of that is collectible stuff too and you know we've talked about sneakers on the uh, i think on a different like call in or something before so i don't really want to touch too much on that the collectible side is what i'm really like interested in because even from like as far back as i can remember from that mag you guys were still doing raffles for like the cause the bait bear brick which even i don't know if i can it's somewhere back here but yeah, yeah. that's what's something that i want from you guys as well so when did you start getting into collectibles um collectibles i've been for a long time i, I think probably around 2004 ish uh, that's wow. where kind of yeah i think that's when the bear bricks kind of started popping up in the street streetwear kind of um culture and um like the first time i ever saw it was uh i was in hong kong and um i don't know if you know Ed- edison chen yeah so like the founder plot, of plot right yeah juice yeah so basically he, he was one of the first stores in like asia basically to to carry streetwear like a consolidated store where they would have like all the desirable brands and on his display like uh, on the front window facing the street he had like several bears type of material and i'm just like right. what the hell are those right <laughs> so you, it goes like back then the internet wasn't like very it's not like instagram where it's like hey you, you know what's gonna come it's right. more like back then was more like you kind of like see stuff and you're like what what is that and you got to kind of find it and and it wasn't easy because you had no idea what to search for it's like bear toys right it's like oh that's a good point yeah so you get the winnie the pooh bears and stuff probably coming up on the internet like that's not it yeah exactly so then that's where i kind of saw these bears and then uh then i 
did some research, found out it was from Medicom and uh, Medicom and Cause was kind of one of their first uh, collaborators or right. artists that kind of did. So bare, bare bricks are basically like the canvas for artists to kind of put right. their designs on. And it's been 25 years, 20, 25 years now. And they're, they're still going strong because I think a lot of people don't really know that these toys are actually not just toys. They're more like collectibles. And as we all know, collectibles in today's world means kind of like money and right. kind of attracts a lot of other groups that are not just into the toys, but also into it for the money. Right, right. Um, that's a big part, like you said. But it's crazy yeah. that you had like an eye for that, like you were saying, because there was no Instagram. So you can't really determine what is hype, I guess. But you you were carrying like a lot at one point, the Bear Bricks. I don't know if it was your personal collection, but I know you had like the cost thousand percent. Uh, like the rare like Mickey Mouse ones and all of this kind of stuff, like the OG stuff. I think the uh, Chomper was one of the most expensive ones you had, right? What is yeah. that thing going yeah. for now, the blue one? <laughs> oh, man. Like, I was just joking the other day because um, I bought that first Chompers for $400. Oh, like, when, no. like, like, this was like when I was still in university, which right. was like 2006. That's when I actually had some money where I was like, okay, I can finally spend buy something i like and uh, i bought the choppers for 400 dollars. so today if you want to buy a brand new one it's like five figures like 10 grand at least and that's, that's if you can that's if you can find anyone to willing to sell it to you because a lot of people that buy this originally actually love the art and like they love cause so a lot of people that buy it are not going to sell it they're, right. they're on display like like this they're not motivated to sell it because it looks good in your home right and the fact that it's a cause like first cause medicom uh it, it like people don't really sell it like i, I think scotty from soul steals shout out to scott to, like, <laughs> like he 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 had to like i had to hook him up for for a few of them that's what i'm saying you're no, the guy no one's selling it exactly yeah. you were the guy everybody knows yeah. you have the stock and it's like it's crazy because yeah. you had so many at one point like it's, well, it, it's incredible. Do, yeah, oh, I still okay. do because I, I want to be the guy where it's like in the future, a few years down, people want to buy it and I'm the only person that they would go to because right. no one else is going to sell it. So that's kind of where I, the last couple of years I've been accumulating. Whenever I see see one that's a good price, I, I would buy it because I, I just enjoy collecting it because I know how rare it'll be like a couple of years down the road. And this is why, like, I, I wanted to bring you on because I feel like out of all the people, you know, talking about this NFT stuff, which we're about to get into, I, the one that I like when you said that you were kind of getting into it, I was like, OK, there's something here then, because I knew from like just us knowing each other for so long. Right. Like I knew that you knew like the cost stuff before everybody else, like the bait, like the collect collectibles, the bear bricks. I knew you were like still selling dunks when it wasn't cool, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Paris's and stuff that you had. Um, and all of those just ended up blowing up. And I was like, okay, this guy definitely like understands like how markets work, how fashion and stuff works, how cyclical like, uh, you know, routine selling and stuff works. So I was like, okay, if he's saying that NFTs are like an interesting thing to collect, I should start paying attention and listening a little bit more, right? And so I guess I'll, I'll give you my background and how I feel about NFTs first. And then, you know, we can get, we can get into like what your thoughts are. But personally, I feel like NFTs for the vast majority of it, dude, like 90, probably 99, 98% of them, all of it, I feel like is like out, out of proportion, you know, like the smaller projects and stuff. I feel like, you know, a lot of them are rug pulls now. A lot of them are scams. It's an easy way to scam people. Um, the art itself or like the collectible itself isn't 
covet it per se. And it's a very easy thing to like for people to fall into because it's like, okay, you can buy this thing for, you know, a couple ETH 0.01 or whatever, spending a hundred bucks has a potential to become the next, uh, crypto punks or the next, uh, board apes. You know, it's like, that's the dream that people are selling and so many influencers and stuff can push it. And it's like, it really just keeps building on that hype. And I mean, you and me from doing sneakers, we know that hype is everything in this kind of market, you know, like if there's no hype behind it, there's no, there's nothing behind it. So that's why it's so interesting to me when I'm seeing like the kind of like same trajectory of how sneakers and stuff take off, how cause and stuff take off. It, it feels the same way for NFTs, but it's just it's insane to me how the numbers are so high. And it, my biggest gripe, I like I believe in NFT technology and I believe in a lot of it. That's why I want to have you on to kind of discuss it more. Um, but overall, I feel like a lot of it's not being talked about where sometimes it is kind of too sketchy to invest. And especially if you don't have a like massive income to kind of like play around with it, it's it it's not smart. It's not a good investment, is what I would say for the vast majority of people. Like stocks and stuff are probably safer when you're just starting off. Could we kind of agree with that? hundred uh, percent. Okay. So I guess one thing to clarify is that I guess like the whole NFT thing is all based off the blockchain technology, yes. right? So so that the technology itself is not a scam. Yeah, right, like of I, course. I think I mentioned this once before. It's like the technology is not a scam, but it's the people running certain NFTs. A lot of them are scams. Yeah, uh, what we call rug pulls in in the space. And to be honest, like I'm, I I just started around October November, digging around October November, and like when I first like I didn't have a mentor to kind of like tell me what what to look for right like right. also scam projects don't have a big banner saying hey this is a scam project <laughs> yeah how do right? you know like, it looks like it looks you, the same you as this know, one right? <laughs> yeah. so you you basically kind of like when i like honestly i i bought a bunch of stuff that are probably worthless now mm. um but like i was just digging around to see like like i had no idea like what's discord um like i've i haven't logged into my twitter account for like seven eight years yeah so i and, just brought that back <laughs> and i brought it back because and, and to be quite honest like the whole nft space is actually revolving around twitter and seems like and it. and i actually spend more time on twitter now than on instagram uh but i mean there there's a whole i i feel like it's a whole culture being developed there and it kind of brings me back to kind of like the um nike top iss form vibes mm. because back back then because there there was just like the whole thing so new it's just like everyone's just trying to find the space where um people can kind of talk and collab like or talk about nfts and post about what what they bought and kind of what they're looking to buy and what to sell and it's just like it yeah it's a totally different vibe um but yeah like i said it's um from that aspect it's uh very different from what you see on instagram Right, right. That See, this is kind of where it gets me a little bit like sketched out too, right? Because a lot of it is like it's people that you don't know who the face is behind projects most of the time. Like the big projects you do know, but most of the time it's like, you know, you see the PFP picture on their Twitter or whatever. And okay, you don't know who it is still. Some random name, .eth or whatever, you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, see. And then that's why it's like weird because sometimes I'm like listening to this stuff or like I'm like exploring and I'm trying to learn or whatever. And I just hear these guys talking. It really just feels sometimes like it's like they're just hyping themselves up. And I don't know if that's a true community, you know, especially for the smaller projects. And sometimes you feel like 
they pe people talk like they're bots and i'm assuming a lot of these smaller projects and stuff are bot programs you know where it's like they're literally just paying somebody to have conversations where it's just like oh yeah this is so sick i love the community saying all of these good things and then you'll never see anything negative um and then you know that gets people drawn in you get an influencer or two to put their face on it and then the rug pull happens which it, it seems like from talking to a couple other people in the space that happens way more frequently than not which is i think such a big deterrent for true community builders like yourself where this is kind of like the norm of what's getting in people's heads when they like search up nfts or like look for it and that's going to be a yes. big barrier exactly like i mean uh, a lot of projects what we call blue chips um those are the ones where it's like like almost there's zero chance that it's a scam and right. we're talking about like doodles uh board yacht clubs and th those are the ones where the prices are super high now and and the fact that is most people coming in, they don't have more than one ETH to play. Yeah, true. But we're talking about one ETH is almost like three grand US or like four grand Canadian. Uh, a lot of people don't have that. And, and we're talking about, say, uh, like Doodles, it's like 10 plus ETH for one profile picture. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like 10 ETH is what, like 30 grand? 30 so grand, yeah. Like, like that doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of like, uh, in the real life, uh, uh, what we call IRL, they, they, they say in real life, it's like when you buy stocks, 30 grand can get you quite a bit. Dude, uh, right? In terms of like, yeah. So like, like for a lot of people coming into the space, they, they're saying 30 grand for uh, a profile picture versus 30 grand I can get like X amount of shares in Tesla uh, or, or whatever, um, uh, Apple. Like it, I, I think that's the hard part to grasp is like some people... And if you look at Board A Yacht Club, we're talking about three hundred thousand dollars for yeah, for it's a like at a hundred ETH or something, yeah. So a lot of people coming into the space, like that's why they look for kind of like the smaller projects, and that's where the riskier plays are. And so it's kind of very, a very difficult. Well, I guess a lot of people would get pulled into these rug pulls because they're thinking they're hoping that buying certain projects that are like playing. 0.5 ETH would mm -hmm. become the next one ETH. And to be honest, there's not that many projects that have that kind of growth in a short no. And a lot of people coming into the space are looking for short-term gains, right? Like it, it's, it's a very dangerous game to play. And, and we're talking like this market is very, very volatile. We're talking about, it could be one ETH today and it could be like worthless tomorrow. Like it, it, it that's how volatile spaces right now because uh, but i don't i understand it because it's just such a raw space right now and it's like no one really knows what's happening and like no one can predict what will happen and that's i guess the worst part but also the fun part about being in the space yeah and i i think what a lot of it is is like if if you're an actual like an, uh, believer in the space, you know, you need to, I feel like, advocate for the bad parts of it as well. You know, you need to show people like it's not all just good, you know, and you need to be real. Like there's a lot of them that are getting rug pulled. You should, and I think it's important to like let people know if you've been in those things as well, because I think that's how people learn. And that's how they like actually can trust people behind the projects because the names right now that are attached, you know, like. The Logan Pauls and stuff. I don't trust Logan yeah. Paul, bro. Like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I'm yeah. thinking. That's why it gets like grimy look because the people that are in it usually have like a lot of money, like you said, because the barrier to entry is so high. You need X amount of dollars to play. And then, you know, the dream of getting rich is just instilled in so many people where it's like you really. OK, this one looks kind of like that board ape yacht club one. So I'm going to buy this ape and hopefully, you know, it blows up, too. 
Um, and then you got people in the Discord saying, yeah, this is the next one. You know, we're going to make so much money. We're all in this together. And then the developers are like, yeah, we're all going to grow rich. I, we can't wait to see you guys, like, make it. And then literally the next day, they just sell off everything. Or once the mint is done, then they just, you know, the, abandon the project. Yep. When they have to have, like, these roadmaps and stuff of how it should be, like, utilized in the future. But, again, it, it, because it's so new, people don't know to, what to look for. So, from my experience, and I guess I should preface, you know, or it's kind of too late for that but uh we should say that this is not any financial advice you know this is just the what we're doing with our own money and stuff and what we've seen in the space so don't you know do your own research and stuff people um anyway so what i've seen just in the short time that i've been in it you know i go to opensea.io i'm looking at the stuff i i don't know if it's just because i'm like older and like wiser i feel like but you can see right away which projects make sense and those would be the CryptoPunks of the world, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club, Azuki, I feel like was one that it seemed like it was like maybe not going to be something, but it ended up blowing into something big. Um, and then Clone X. And so truth be told, to continue the rest of this conversation, I had no NFTs at any point in time, but literally like just five days ago, I said, screw it. I, I held a lot of Ethereum. So I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll just try something out. And so what I did is I bought the Artifact Monolith. So you've seen that one, right? The Nike one. Because I was like, okay, this makes sense. We're at the Mystery Box channel, and it's a freaking Mystery Box with Nike on it. Like, come on. That's a easy, easy uh, integration for me. So I was like, okay, I, what is your thoughts, I guess, on Artifact and, like, some of these bigger, like, projects then? Do you have, per se, you don't need to tell me if you have any, I guess, per se, but uh, do you try to get into that space, or what is your thoughts on the big ones? Uh, personally, I'm not, not in it, um, okay. just because... Uh, by the time I was into the space, I think Clonex itself was already at like 5 ETH. Um, mm. And for me to spend like 5 ETH right off the bat, it, could, it didn't really make sense. And and when I got into the space, ETH was almost like 5 5. Oh, it was at the highs. It was at the highs. Yeah, that right, was the right, highest. Right. So I'm just like, I'm not dropping that kind of money. Yeah. Yeah, if I know nothing about the space. Um, but, uh, but when I first came in, um, it was when Adidas was dropping oh they confirmed right yeah yeah so like they they were doing the drop with the collaboration with uh um their board ape and uh, i forgot whatever the uh, three got three characters they were doing with that thing and uh it, it was a failure because i i wasn't able I, I was naive to think that i could mint fast enough um but oh i had no idea that part of the mint was like if you own the board eight yacht or a mutant uh, you get priority access and then when oh, it's left over really? to the public and so I was just thinking oh this must be like a sneaker drop so I'm gonna get ready <laughs> I'm pretty fast <laughs> on this it. and then uh, once I got and then the whole the whole mint was delayed and then uh, by the time uh, we we got in I'm just like okay once I got in I'm like I'm gonna buy two because that was the uh, minimum they said we could buy a uh, maximum we could buy and then uh basically everyone it, it sold out instantly but i wasted gas trying to get it which was stupid and oh. i had no idea what the heck was happening but yeah. back to your story of, of of but like kind of the adidas kind of thing where they're going they're entering the space was kind of like a, a light bulb going off on me on me like saying hey I, oh, I that... maybe pay attention to this space because like look if all these big brands are are, are, are kind of like dabbing into this space there could be something um big happening in, in the future and i i get their whole aspect of and of them dropping nft because it kind of gives them exclusive asset access to uh certain uh holders of their nft and 
that's what I'm really kind of chasing. I'm not really chasing for um, like a, a JPEG photo. Mm. Uh, I mean, yes, it's a collectible, but I'm more uh, after the fact, like the idea of kind of what's behind the NFT for the holder. Um, like say, for example, certain holders give you like certain NFTs give the holder like commercial rights for their um, profile picture. So like if I bought a board Ape Yacht Club, um, that would have been highly beneficial for me because um, I can use that board Ape Yacht Yacht Club, like my specific profile picture, and I can say make a sneaker out of it and say, this is my sneaker and I, I own that right to that photo. So mm. like I'm really in the space to kind of look for those things and kind of understand and trying to see in the future, how does it, how can I be like, a creator in this space as opposed to kind of like oh i want to collect this image ah, i see so, interesting um so that's kind of the aspect of for me and i know that nike is something we should all pay attention to because look um they bought clone x uh well artifacts and of course we all know they're going to do something big like um <laughs> so no it's it, it's no doubt like if they know adidas is in the space Nike, you definitely have to do something, right? So, I, I mean, we don't know what they're going to do yet, but I mean, like, um, personally, I think you can't go wrong with going in and buying something that Nike does. And right? so that's exactly the only, only reason I ever got into the NFT space because I was like, I don't know who's behind Board Ape Yacht Club. I don't know who created CryptoPunks. I don't know who the founder of Azuki is. I know Takashi Murakami for CloneX. I was like, that's yeah. a name. At least his name's on it. Uh, but yeah. when Nike came in, it's like, okay, Nike is a multi-billion, trillion-dollar business. They're not going to rug pull you. It's probably one of the safest ones possible. Uh, they obviously, you know, their project could just not do well on the aftermarket, and it could tank on its own. But they're not going to forcibly rug pull it themselves. It it doesn't do anything for them. It would kill their brand image, actually. So there has to be something there. And what I like what you said, you know, you're looking for. I think exactly what I'm looking for in the space, which is utility. Like, I don't believe in like collecting of art and stuff. I've, I, art and, is whatever, you know, it's so subjective. We like what we like and it, it, you can put any price tag on it, which is so difficult. So that's why I don't want to chase that. Uh, I believe in utility. So that's why for the longest time, when you show me a CryptoPunk or you show me the Bored Ape, I was like, what's the utility? What do you get behind it? Oh, you can go to a Bored Ape Yacht Club event in New York. I'm like, that. That's okay. I don't. That's not a utility for me. Oh, you can get this hoodie that you can't get otherwise. It's like, uh, it's not utility. When I saw the Nike one, the monolith, we still don't know what it is. But if I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist here, what I would assume is going to happen is it's probably going to end up being some kind of shoes or something that comes out of this little box, this crate that they made. And my hope is that what happens is for utility purposes, what if that is like a key that gives you access to certain sneakers drops in the future? where you get first access before everybody else. You know, that kind of thing would be huge. And that's a pretty good utility, but there must be other things. And because Nike's brand name is behind it, you got to assume there's some kind of roadmap and stuff as well, where this is going to be more than just what it is. So that's my hope for it. Um, honestly, I, I would love to hear your take on that. Because that, again, that's conspiracy. That's what I would assume would happen. And I would be super stoked. Like, oh, you can get for, for like use it three times a year or something where you can get any drop on sneakers you know no questions that in itself would be great enough for me yeah well i i, I doubt that they're gonna do like in real life sneaker drop mm. I, i'm sure you're gonna have some sort of perk um like you said no one knows right now um like with adidas like t 
until this day, I don't think anyone still knows exactly what the full picture is. Like even till today, we don't know what you're getting. Like all you know, all I know is you're getting the the merch. You can like mm. you can like, get the merch that uh, they said you were gonna get, and I I can't remember if you have to pay for that merch. I I, <laughs> uh, I can't remember, but like uh, like for me that kind of kind of like didn't make sense. Like I yeah. like even if you gave me the chance to buy the merch, like the merch they were showing, I I, I really had no no. No, I no. I didn't. I wouldn't even want to buy it. Like it's Adidas, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, like, even if you didn't tell me I didn't need an NFT to buy it, I wouldn't buy it. So, yeah. um, so that to me wasn't something that intrigued me. Okay. Um, but like I said, like if in real, like what I think would happen is that I, I think coming is going to be like kind of like the uh, virtual sneaker, like mm. um. So I, I, I'm not sure if you follow Bobby Hundreds. Um, a little hundreds. bit, yeah. Yeah, so he made an interesting um, comment about NFTs. And, and basically he said when he was trying to get the Travis One Lowe's, I think it was the Travis One Lowe's, and he couldn't get it like uh, through Sneakers app. Uh, and then he was saying that, um, so if in this world today uh, we're trying to flex uh, that snapshot of uh, uh, got it, uh, with like say you know how if you're you get it uh, you, everybody posts a screenshot they exactly, post a screenshot like bottom, yeah, right? yeah so so but most people probably won't wear the shoes right no so <laughs> is the goddamn screenshot worth more than the shoes in their right? mind because intrinsic intrinsically yes exactly so and, and when you're flexing to your friends we're so like into like social media now like it's just like when you're it, like the screenshot, like when that screenshot on your profile shows up on your friend's feed, is that a bigger flex than you actually wearing the shoes, right? That's a so good point. I never sat down that, to think about it. Exactly. So at that point, is it like, do we even really need to make the sneakers? Right. So, like, <laughs> that, no, it, it, it's it true. Makes that's a lot of sense. Yeah, that's right? true. So, like, one, you kind of save the world from like all the material, like, and shoes in the physical world you have to ship right so like uh-huh. that's like added cost moving moving and like stuff that sits in your closet like let's be honest like how many people that have a thousand dollar like travis scott will actually wear a lot of people don't uh there is a portion people will but there is a portion of people that just sits in the closet yeah. so like if you minus out the material cost you have to build like make the shoe and just turn it into an nft and just you say i'll transfer it to you you transfer it to him but there's a limit to, to a thousand and you're still flexing that you still have that virtual sneaker, mm-hmm. then then I think the whole NFT makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because look, if say, like you said, if the whole Colonex um, pops out a crate, it's a sneaker and there's a bunch of common sneakers and then there's a hundred super rare sneakers mm-hmm. and you have one of the 100 rare sneakers, People are going to pay big money for it, right? Yeah. And that's that's your flex. Hey, uh, Anti Hawaii has the one of a hundred uh, rare sneakers, right. and I, I think one is the collectability in terms of um, being able to say I own it and the flexing. But two, of course, like you said, also needs utility. Where it's like, okay, now I have this. What am I going to do with it? It better give me some priority access into some event or some sneaker drop right like I, I, like that's we don't know yet but i, I think that's what's gonna happen 
eventually. Exactly. And, you know, it's just, it, it obviously, like I said, a lot of this stuff is straight up gambling. Like, people don't want to say it is, but it is. We don't know. Nobody knows, really. Like, it's always a joke, like, okay, what is an NFT? It's a non-fungible token. Okay, what is that? Oh, it's on the blockchain. Okay, what does that even mean? Oh, it's a, you own the hyperlink and you don't actually own the physical asset or something. I'm like, okay. So again, nobody really knows. It has utility. It's obviously smart. It's a one of one because you can mint it like that or whatever. You know, it's a unique code. Um, but people, for the most part, I would say 99 of the people that percent of people that own NFTs don't really know exactly what goes into it. What they care about is what you were saying, you know, like the hype, the the ability to flex off and just the ability to say like, oh, I was here first and look what I did. You know, I was I'm a genius for figuring out that this Suzuki was going to go from one ETH all the way up to 15 ETH, you know, like. I'm, I'm the shiz and it kind of makes me feel like this is I, I really want to talk with this and I'm glad you brought it up like the whole like Gotham thing is so true like it really comes down to like okay people just want to see oh did you get it yeah look at my screen and then you'll never see a picture of it after you know why because they kept it in the box and they shipped it to StockX and they made their money <laughs> so that's all they cared about and even the other thing it's like people have like these before massive sneaker collections you know the tons and tons of sneakers they'd be sitting in like these plastic boxes and that's all it is it, it sits there you maybe wear it one or two times a year and then you have your like base rotation pair of like three shoes that you wear all the time and that's it again that's like a flex because it's it's there it's in your backdrop or whatever but if you're not wearing it like it's the same thing as if it's just in the void like an nft where it, it is it really there if you're not using it it's the same thing so yeah. i love that and that you could probably attest to this too, Tong. I think uh, I saw like you know um, Derek from uh, Soul Supremacy kind of tweeting about this and stuff as well. Where he he's kind of around the same age as us, right? And he's like seeing like okay, I don't need this many sneakers. He wants to try to get to a rotation of five sneakers. I said I think he's uh, just tweeted recently. Is that kind of like how you feel too? Because I feel like this is kind of like a mass movement in the space, but I don't know if it's just for our age demographic. Oh, I, if you looked at my rotation, it's like <laughs> less than five. Oh. We're talking about, <laughs> but it, it, it's it's we're biased in a way, and not that because we don't like sneakers. It's just more so the fact that we see sneakers so much that I, okay, like we, we just don't need it. Like, like I don't need to justify wearing a three thousand dollars sneaker um, because it's just like I see this every day, day in day out. And, and just sometimes you see something that too too much, you just don't want to wear. Like, it's just like you go work and then you come home, you don't want to see work. Yeah. So you see yeah. sneakers, it's just like, oh, right, man, yeah. like it's another sneaker. So, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I still appreciate a lot same. of like good sneakers, but at the same time, uh, when it comes down to wearing it, it's just not practical for me because like I work like, in the storage like it's like filthy there right it's like you're not gonna want to wear your yeezys like, yeah in red octobers you're not gonna it just doesn't make sense right like we're moving boxes all all the time it just right doesn't make sense like for me it's more about comfort and, and comfort is like before if you ask me like if like if i'm 22 like of course i want looks over comfort but now at my age it's more about comfort and like bless some of the looks and like i mean for sure like if there's like a sneaker event uh, of course i'll dress to the occasion i'll wear right. a, a nice sneaker but like on a day-to-day -day basis 
we don't need that many sneakers. It's just, we just want something comfortable. Preach, man. Like, literally, I, I was just talking about it on a different episode. I, I, I have a bunch of Asics now. I have a bunch of New Balance stuff that I said, oh, those things are disgusting. I would never wear New Balance in my life. And now I got, like, literally, like, six of them back here. <laughs> I'm just like, this stuff is awesome. It's comfortable. And I think it looks nice, you know. And it's you funny should, because... You should request more New Balances on the mystery boxes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should because, I like, the, even the old school stuff, like, I'm just like, this is fine. You know, like, even the base, like, white color or black colors it's just like the 550s i'm like this is perfectly fine for me at this point and a lot of people will say like okay then you were never really a true sneakerhead if you're not like appreciating this stuff i still have a very strong appreciation for shoes but that sneaker fatigue thing is real and that's not us flexing like we're seeing the shoes all the time because we have a shit ton of money we work this is what we do we sell resell things we see sneakers and I think when you're chasing a grail you're chasing it because it's like a it's a dream it's something you've never seen before you know but when you're seeing like four or five pairs of Travis Scott's in, which is not even a lot for you, you're doing like, you know, dozens of dozens, but four or five times I've seen the Jordan 1 UNC come in. I'm like, okay, I got it when it first happened. I, I respect the price tag, but then when I look at it, I'm like, end of the day, is this UN- Jordan 1 UNC off-white any different than, you know, this pair of Vans or whatever? They're both shoes, you know, they both do the same thing. You just walk in them. It, it, it just is tr- intrinsically how you feel about it. And the more you see these shoes and stuff, intrinsically, you feel less and less about it. Because that, like, facade of, like, oh, it's so exclusive that I'm never going to have this kind of thing isn't there anymore. And that's especially true for people like Scott, you know, Derek and stuff as well. And, um, again, that's not to say, you know, it's just us saying that we have a lot of money or anything. It's just this is literally what happens. And I think, you know, that bringing it from work thing is so true or... Dude, the last thing I want to do after I open a beater box is like mess with the shoes and stuff. I after I'm done filming an episode, dude, I literally just let all the shoes sit there and I'm like, I'll take care of this later. I just I can't, <laughs> you know. So it's it's just how it goes, and uh, it's it's funny because I feel like it this I feel like it is kind of like a shift just overall in the culture. I don't know if it's just me, but. I feel like people are going a little bit more to the basics again. And, uh, you know, the next generation of people, like, they don't need, like, these super flashy things anymore. And I think what you're saying, you know, about NFTs and stuff is, like, really important because people do want to live in the virtual world. And from your expertise, because you do sell shoes all the time, it seems like the market for sneakers right now is kind of like, you know, either on a decline at the moment or it's it's been very stable. Like, I don't see prices moving at all anymore like they were just two years ago yeah so it's like that's happening that's been happening for a while Mm -hmm. Um, but i like this is kind of like my guess i'm not i can't be saying 100 percent sure like this is what's happening but i I think what's happening is um, we kind of saw that dip when kind of like sports card pokemon came into the play um which is like in between the pandemic Mm -hmm. um so what drew a lot of people into sneakers is reselling you know, because people saw value. They want to come in and they want to make a quick, well, they want to make some um, profit and they want to make a business mm-hmm. or kind of make some um, side hustle and which I respect. And with that said, like people, those type of people coming into the market will in, by, in, indirectly drive up the market for um, like sneaker prices, like after mm-hmm. some resale market, because they're taking away stock that people te- technically want the sneakers and that they're driving up the prices. Um, but when the whole Pokemon and sports cards thing came came along, um, people saw that, oh, a Luka Doncic uh, rookie card 
is like doubling, tripling uh, in uh, three weeks. Well, that looks way more attractive than sneaker that I have to hold, excuse me, that I have to hold for a year and probably not even, just even break even, right? So, oh, I'm going to jump ship because now I'm going to, because I saw the trend where it's like people that were reselling sneakers, like small resellers, um, I saw them selling sneakers. And then eventually I saw a shift for them buying booster packs for uh, Pokemon. They were buying and they were doing rip like um, online breaks yep. uh, for sports cards. And that whole phase died out really quickly because I think, so you had that phase where sneakers shifts to cards and then cards quickly quickly became like meme stocks. And then, well, meme stocks, we don't really see, but from our Shit side, points. we see then you went to crypto. Yeah, crypto. Crypto went to NFT. So yep. you have so as a reseller or people in here like into sneakers that are not really into sneakers, they're just in for it for the money. They, they just follow kept the money. Off. Right. They follow the money. They don't follow the sneakers. So wherever is most lucrative, that's where you're gonna jump. So as re- people that are reselling sneakers kind of leave the market, that's why you see that people that want the sneakers are able to get it on release day. So excuse me like so basically the whole resale market kind of like just mm. laid flat like it or even declined because um they're they're like for a single release not many resellers are trying to grab the shoes because they're like oh, i'm not interested in 20 percent gain or or 50 dollars gain they want 5x on an nft or a, a a rookie card right, right. so that's kind of where my opinion that's what what would what happened over the course of the year like i 1000 percent. i 1000 percent agree yeah. exactly what you're saying yeah. man and um what what we didn't point out there too is like not only are they buying into new things but because most of these people they're re- resellers they're trying to like um they don't have a lot of money to begin with or whatever that's why they're trying to get rich they'll sell the ch- shoes that they bought thinking that it was gonna you know 2x 3x for cheaper because they want to get that money quick so they can get into the sports cards, which drives the market down because it's like, okay, I'm just going to go below the asking price, you know, and the floor keeps getting lower and lower and lower. And so that's eventually what happened with cards. And that's why I think cards are kind of like dying off. And I think not, we don't see as many shit coins anymore. The meme coins just because same thing, there's like not as much utility there, but the NFTs, that's why it's like at the weird spot where some of it's real, some of it's not, you know? And then for us, and this is where I, I really want to get your opinion on this because you've been in the shoe game for so long and you were the one that remembered like SB dunks, they're going to come back, you know, like they're going to come back. And same thing with John of Truist. He, he kept the SB on the shelf, bro. Cause he's like, it's the base. It's going to come back. Uh, do you, are you like right now utilizing this time where it's kind of like dead and shoes aren't really super expensive to like just hoard stock? hundred percent. Okay. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so like from my perspective, we, 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 we always joke cause you always want to sell the hype, but buy the fear, right? Like, yes, like, yes. Like, it's easier said than done. It is. Like, like uh, even in, like, stocks, uh, NFTs, like, everything in real life. Like, you, it's hard to buy into fear because you're skeptical. Like, it's against human nature because you're they're like, man, if everyone's dumping this, who, who wants it, right? Like, this thing can go to zero, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I, I've been into the space for so long in sneakers, that I know that these are trends. They're not. They're not like forever going down or forever going up. Um, like circling back to the Nike Dunks, like I was buying. Like 
I think I made an article, I blogged about an article like half a year ago before the whole dunks went up and I just like buy the 99 dunks, like 1999 or 2000, early 2000s dunks because trust me, these are going to be hot, right? Like, like, because I know that uh, once Travis Scott wore those what the dunks and when SBs get priced out, like people want just dunks, like they, they, they'll take any type of dunks and Nike's not fast enough to make dunks. Like, like they, they need time. Like they don't understand that. Like if I want to make a dunk to bring it to market, it probably takes half a year or a full year before it actually shows up on retail shelves. So what do people do is they jump into uh, the resale market. And that time when Travis started like going crazy on the dunks, um, they um, right. basically all the dunks. So like I was buying 1999 dunks, uh, dunk lows and the co JPs for like, to 150 to probably it was cheap stock. as hell yeah and people were begging me to sell them for 600 like the reverse michigan's are. And yeah those, those are crazy like i just can't like i didn't believe that it was that hype but like when i was buying i'm just like what can go wrong what what can go wrong when you're buying a 150 dollars shoe that's dead stock and it's true like that's a good point very yeah. limited supply right true so that- I, I think well as we all know dunk kind of like died down uh, in terms of because now Nike's like saturating market with uh, uh, like basically unlimited colorways, yeah. like people are still buying it, but like I'm just saying that like uh, there's more supply now. People have more options back then, or no options. You had to like look at the Kentucky Dunks and the Syracuse Dunks. Mm-hmm. That's a six hundred dollars or six seven. I don't even know how much they are now. Like that to me is a two hundred dollars shoe. Now, yeah, at most. <laughs> True. Like, I do. I will never pay that much for that that shoe. But no. at that time, like that's what people like. That's the only choice they had. Because like, those were the ones that dunks. just recently was exactly. re-released by Nike. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, and we, who? The thing with your stuff too, and I want to shout this out is if if you guys don't read, uh, what is it? Starwood Chai? Is that what your blog is called? Yeah, or like blog.net any I'll, I'll put it in the yeah, description bro you guys you guys got to read this stuff like literally this is stuff that i was reading and it's so funny i was smiling because the article he was talking about i remember freaking reading that like when it happened and the thing is is like it's easy to say in hindsight like oh yeah obviously the dunks are going to come back bro i read that article and i was like yeah that's not happening because <laughs> prices of dunks were like stupid low yeah, back then dude like 200 less bucks, bucks less than 100 bucks for most pairs i remember i bought the entire supreme dunk low set like the black the white and the red at one point for like 300 bucks maybe for the most expensive yeah. one yeah and yeah. It, that's reds, just how it the was the reds dead stocks were going like for 600 like at one point yeah like, that was insane yeah yeah so it, it's just crazy because i remember you saying this and so that's why it, it kind of always stuck with me like it, it, no it's gonna come back and you're so like sure of yourself and i'm sure a lot of people are just like this is dumb like <laughs> this guy's not gonna be right and then it happens you know and so that's why it's yeah. interesting to hear you're hoarding again right now or you're thinking that there's going to be a turn over in the market and i 100 percent agree with you because one yeah. thing that's for sure is we can live in this metaverse or whatever in the future but i think fashion will always be fashion it, it survived for thousands of years people need to wear things in the real world and so sneakers will come around again you know and so oh, i yeah yeah exactly and that's why like things like uh i don't know if you want to give like any tips or anything but i always thought the jordan one mochas were a good good thing to hoard like when they were going for like high 200s low 300 so i bought like you know 10 or 15 of them and i was just like okay and they went up to five they're kind of hovering at five and they've been sitting there for months but i still think the potential for those are going to go up a lot more as well 
Um, There's even better ones for you, though, that you know. Like, I know one of the things that you do is uh, you go look for, like, the very, very non-hype shoes. And your thing is doing bulk because I I don't think people realize, like, most of the time, Nike makes 50% of their revenue on, like, just their Air Force One low white model. (laughs) You know, like, the most basic, basic of shoe. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the ones that make them the most money. (laughs) Yeah, so so people always want to buy those. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I mean, yeah, sneakers all, like, for, like, the culture or, like, kind of the the niche we're in, hype is everything, right? Yes. But we got to understand that sneaker isn't just hype sneakers. We represent a very, very small percentage of the entire sneaker ecosystem, right? So you got a bunch of people, like, say I had people at work that, work in the office that have no idea about sneakers but they're, they're they want to buy a pair of sneakers like what are they gonna they're not gonna spend like a couple hundred dollars on a jordan one they don't know how to appreciate that right but they want to buy some decent pair of like air max 90s that mm. are just sitting on shelves that look nice and um like they would buy those because and the thing is they don't really have a sense of value because they see that Oh, it's two hundred dollars. I'm not gonna buy that many, so I'm just gonna buy one some something that I look mm, that, that I right. like, right? So they they're willing to pay the money for that. And the best example was that there was this Air Max ninety just white with a gum bottom sole. I, I wrote about this like a couple weeks ago, and I remember it was like one week, uh, like couple like three four months ago. It was they were sitting on this uh, on this Canadian website. Like it's like, like a Dick Sports, similar okay. to Dick Sports. Yeah. So no one shops at Dick Sports. Right? No. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so, nobody that we know in our circles. Sneakers, yeah. Exactly. No one buys from Dick Sports, but I just happened to see it because I bought some golf balls from there, and then there uh, basically the, their newsletter came up, and I I, I saw it, and then they were on discount for twenty percent. Uh, wow. um, so this sneaker was like, ended up being like less than a hundred bucks at the discount. Um, this sneaker. I so I, I saw like fifty of like I just bought up as many pairs as I want like like basically as much as they had size ten and up because that's where the money size well in theory where <laughs> yeah what they call money size now used to be like size eight I know that's why it switched yeah, it's so it, weird it switched but it, that's because most people are actually a true ten and up like that's where okay. the big population is yeah but, but anyways i bought all those for less than 100 bucks and i've been flipping them on StockX for like 200 plus what but ask, yeah like it's ridiculous like no one would think about that shoe it's just a normal no. air max with white bottom like a gum bottom but it's such a easy sneaker for people that don't like really buy sneakers often they just want a, a decent looking sneaker that looks cool so they buy it like they'll two hundred dollars to them is nothing, right? They 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 are gonna wear the shoe, right? They're not gonna be like, oh, I, I pay two hundred, I can't resell this, right? They don't that's care. They true. Wear it, right? And that's so, like, and, and it helps that the baseline for some shoes, like the Yeezys, are two hundred dollars retail. So it's like, oh, I'm not exactly. even paying over, you know? They didn't know that it was on sale for exactly. eighty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have to fight anyone for it. I just clicked how many I want, and they <laughs> shipped it to my door, and I'm like, oh, okay, perfect, and I get like twenty percent off. I get to rack up points on my credit card and like, you know, like credit, like a lot of people underestimate that. Look, if you have a powerful credit card, like you don't even need to make money on the sneaker. Making no. money on the sneaker is bonus because 
I'm spending like say four or five grand buying all these sneakers. Four or five grand turns into say I don't know how many points. That's easily a round trip flight to New York. And if you sold everything exactly it. back for the exactly. same amount, yeah, and yeah. So if I'm reselling the sneaker for more, that's bonus. Like that now I'm making a hundred dollars off like fifty pairs. So it's just like like I got points and I got resell resell like dollar back in my pocket. Like that's a bigger win than me trying to aim for like one Jordan one on release day, right? Where exactly. everyone's fighting for a $20 profit, right? Exactly. And that's always the thing. I think we've talked about it before too, where it's like, go where the eyes aren't looking, you know, like if exactly. when, that's where the you shoe market and stuff before was like so easy just to get into. Cause I was like, Oh my God, these prices are like 50 bucks for this Jordan four. Like, sure. I'll get this. Um, and it's just cause nobody gave, like, they didn't care. You know, it's like, I'm not going to ever buy you shoes is what most people thought. And then now it's like people, sometimes I'm seeing them because shoes are so Huge. crazy priced. They're like, oh, preferred used because they don't want to pay the dead stock price. So I'm seeing it on forums, prefer used if possible. I'm like, who <laughs> says that? You know, like only it's nowadays. It it's is, exactly. World. And yeah. that's why it's, it, I really respect what you do and stuff because it is very hard though. So I can imagine like, you know, in your mind when you're like on the website, it must still be like, what if these things do end up getting just more mass produced or something or restocked on nike because they are a common shoe and then i'm just priced out you know and then it's like i'm stuck with this dead you know inventory and i could have used that inventory for something else um so it is it's very hard to pull the trigger like it's easy to say like oh, you should like go and buy these things because there is going to be power in them but it's very hard to do that and i'm sure there's been many instances where you bought things that have not done well you know and you're still sitting on it hopefully to recoup oh, yeah. value yeah, for sure yeah. Well, and like this is easily translatable to NFTs. If yeah. Personally, if I say, hey, go buy the next whatever ABC NFT, they're going to for sure go up. You're not probably, you're not going to buy it. You're just going to, oh, yeah, Tom said that. Like, oh, I should buy it. But you're probably just like, eh, maybe I'll just sit on it and wait and see how it goes. Right. But like, hey, listen, like, man, you, I'm listening now to I, you. I, I'll, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have any like, because I'm still new to the space. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't have any for sure like high percentage I know for sure would go up like the re like one of my bigger games for NFTs like uh, just recently was the Adam Bomb Squad which was what uh Bobby uh, Bobby hundreds, hundreds NFTs so he had like twenty five thousand of those and uh, like I bought in just because like I just wanted I, I respect the guy I, I like his vision and I like what he's trying to do um, right. so I bought in at like point two ETH. And then recently it pumped to like 1.5, like all of a sudden it went to like, it was like 0.6, 1 ETH, and then 1.5. And then I'm just like, and, and I have some sneaker friends that I, I met from NetMank, like some of the customers, some just people we talk, and I'm like, he's in it too. And I'm just like, oh, hey, yo, I'm thinking of selling it because like, um, when something's pumping that strong, it usually comes back down a little, right. and then it kind of goes back up. So I sold mine for like 1.5 ETH. So I made a okay game, um, but at that time, it's just like, you don't know. Like if someone told me to buy, like say, add Bomb Squad, like I would be just like, no, oh, I, don't, I don't know, right? But like, you kind of have to see for yourself, but sometimes it's just like, you're not confident. Like, so that's why I'm just saying, like, even if I tell you, oh, you, you can buy the, say this Jordan, it's getting like buy the next Who knows, one yeah. at this price, <laughs> no one knows, right? Like you, you kind of have to go with like, what you've seen in the past and like, what do you think with like an educated guess in a way um, right where you think what would happen so and it's I interesting mean, because uh you know the bomb squad one it's a good name you know you, you know it's a uh, deal somewhat with street fashion and stuff and it's a reputable yeah. name 
Uh, and I was just sorry. I was looking at the open sea chart, and I see exactly what you're saying. Like it was chilling for like a whole December, yeah, so and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now it's it, it exactly did the same thing you said. It pumped, and then right around where you were saying you sold, now it's 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 all the way back down to like one point one floor, or actually this is point eight five floor. So yeah, you know so it dropped like, a lot. So like literally now I, I I have I can go back in with the same amount of ETH and get two. Right. right if i really wanted to but like right. i'm just like we're, these are the kind of scenarios you you need to kind of like read and understand and remember so next time if it happens again what do you do right so that's the same theory where you sell the hype right you, you mm -hmm. always sell the hype and it's you know, so hard to do that again though it's right so hard like like i, I said if it went like i told, I, I said to that guy i'm like yeah, I'm selling at one point. I, I'm going to sell mine soon because, like, you know what? This is just ridiculous. He's like, oh, just hold it. It's going to go to, like, three, four ETH, right? I'm like, yeah, sure, it could. But it's just, like, I, I just feel I feel comfortable selling at 1.5 because I just feel like... Because that's 7x, 8x. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. So I can always come back in, right? Like, I mean, just just personally, I, I like, good thing I sold it. But, like, I mean, who, who knows? It could go back to, like, 2 ETH, 3 ETH. But, like, this is... This, decision i felt like was the most like that that worked for me right so and i think what's important about that too is people really need to know the money in hand concept like it's it's way way better to have money that you can reinvest into something else rather than just try to chase that dragon of hopefully this gets a three ETH. you know you can buy like multiple stuff now like you said and it's always like okay maybe i'll lose out on x amount of dollars but at the time I made this money and I was able to invest that. Who knows how much more opportunity that gave me if I was just to sit on that like dead, dead money and just hopefully ride it as high as possible. And exactly. so again, that's a hard thing for people to do. I think it, it does come, you know, with like more age and stuff. You will see things that happen. Um, but I, I do like that you, uh, you know, you're starting to get into the space and liking it a lot more. Um, my thing is, it's, <laughs> you can be straight up with me. Do you think it was a bad investment to? I think I bought in at about 4.9 ETH and I think it dropped down to like 0.47 or something or 4.7 for the artifact monolith. I'm surprised you don't have one since you're in the space. What is, what is your thoughts on it? And because we didn't really get to talk about your th personal thoughts on it. Uh, well, I mean, I think you're safe. <laughs> uh, I think because pe people that, right. I mean, if you ask me is 4.7, or close to five ETH, a lot of money. In Hell my yeah. Opinion, yes, yeah. it is. It is a lot of money. Um, but like, for me, I it's just too early for me to say because we never had a history to kind of see what happens, right? It's not like sneakers where it's like, oh, Jordan's been around for third, like 20, 30 years. We kind of have a good, like, guess of what's gonna happen, right? Like, mm -hmm. but like with this whole NFT space, like, just I just don't feel comfortable dropping five. Eat on something that I don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I see. That's just me. Like I, I mean, it could go to like like it could be the next big thing. Right. But I I don't mind missing out on like and I have to be comfortable with that decision where it's just like I know that oh even if I missed out it's fine. I because that that's my choice. Like because I I I won't feel bad if it goes to like 10, 20 ETH because right. at that moment I decided not to. Right. Um. But. I mean, like for me, I, I'm more into the space of like, if I'm not, if I don't know that space too well, I won't go big. I see. It's just I like, see. it's just like sneakers, right? If like, if I knew, if I didn't know that that $100 sneaker would, I could resell for $200, I'm not going to buy 50 pairs. I'm not going right. to buy 50 pairs. I'm going to buy maybe one or two pairs 
dabble a bit, learn from it, and then and the next time it comes around, and if, if I know I'm successful, I'm gonna go strong. I so see. that's kind of my concept of approaching NFTs. Is like I don't buy anything crazy. Like I, I just like I said, I stay around the point to eat. Like that's as high as you'll spend. Exactly because okay. Yeah, so but my more expensive ones would probably be like like something that like I bought this in betweener, which is like a point five, point six. It's like the huh. Justin Bieber backed. Uh, um, oh, oh, he has of, his own NFT too. Let me let me look at well, this. Well, he's part of it. It's in oh. It's more of his Drew House designer. Uh, What's the name? Created it or the collection uh, name? In betweener. Uh, in betweener. Yeah, in betweeners. Okay. Yeah, so it's like this teddy bear. Um, so. The, for that one, I kind of went oh, bigger than what I wanted to, yeah. uh, because when I wanted to get in, it was point five ETH. I, I I missed it and it went to like one point five ETH uh-huh. like early on, very early on. Yeah, I, and, I see this. Uh, so like like when it first released in the first month, I missed it, and when it came back down, it's like point seven, point five. So I I FOMO'd in at point seven, and then it kept dropping to like point five, and it's kind of like stabilizing around right, that area. Right, right. So, I bought in a few more because just like I know that this has a like in my gut feeling I feel like there's potential that this would be like uh, something big, right, right, or right, bigger. Right? I mean, it's so, Justin Bieber. Um, it, at least it has a name exactly. Same so thing. exactly. So we were talking about the utility in, in terms of uh, um, we were t- uh, you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. is that uh, what utility do I get? I, I mean, one of the utilities they they mentioned was that like if you were at a Justin Bieber concert. Um, there's a specified section uh, for and it's for important, real. Right? Like, wow, that'd be I'm cool. not interested. In, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, but I can see the appeal. Like, say, uh, a young girl that's a uh, uh, Justin Bieber fan. Um, say she really wanted it, and, and I think Gary Vee talked about this too, right? So, like, if the if back like he his exact words were like, if Justin Bieber was back in his prime, like, and say the girl really wanted. Uh, him to sing like if you had this NFT and he would How much come would you to spend? your house and sing for you. Yeah. Um. You don't think this one that rich one rich motherfucker would buy like pay a hundred thousand dollars for that? True. And that, that to to kind of like make her daughter happy, like his daughter happy. Then, like, there's something there, right? Like, there's definitely like there's the Justin Bieber kind of fan base and people with deep pockets. Um, if their daughter wants something, you think they're gonna pull? hundred grand to do it probably right? yeah so, yeah i do so remember those me, days yeah so for me it's just like okay i see that there's something there it's like the roadmap's not complete like it's still very early and a lot of people it's very funny because in this space it's like the project's only like two weeks old and like people would complain why isn't it going to the moon yet right i'm like dude you gotta give people time to like <laughs> create like that like a lot of people like are taking advantage of oh we'll mint first and then we'll figure out the, the little map that's feature, and right? those so, are the rug pull ones usually if they exactly, don't know but, yeah exactly but there are good ones where they need time right like they, need they do need time sort out and, they needed and, the money from the mint to invest into what they want to exactly. do in the future so yeah. they want to create value for their their holders and so personally like i just don't feel comfortable paying over like even one ETH like for something Interesting. because I, I just like to stay I rather spread the eggs like over different projects and like say like I said the Adam Bomb Squad one was a good example where it's just like okay I don't care point two ETH if, even if I lose it if it doesn't become emotional right? like I'm sure like 
for a lot of people, they pay like say five ETH for an NFT and it drops to one. Oh, oh, How would you man. feel like, after that's that? Probably, right? You can't even sleep at night. Trust mm. me. Like it's just, it's just too much money um, to be risking. And like, like I, I like to sleep at night, like comfortably knowing I that, like you. I don't have to. Like, like it's just because I've been in. I've also dabbled around on stock, and like sometimes it's gotten to sometimes got to a point where it's like too much, where it's like I can't sleep at night, and like That's to me, me that I, I I just can't deal with that. Like That's I wake me. up in the morning and just like oh shoot, why is the index not going up when I shorted it with like like Same. with margin and or options? Like I have like a hundred puts on this, like why isn't it going down? And 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 I've been burned before. Yeah. Uh, so that's why like I hated that feeling. Like I, I was uh... in a in a very very bad. Oh, <laughs> bad same as I one thousand percent with you. Yeah, exactly. So I got into that point and just realized like you know what the best way to make money is not through gambling. Like it, yeah. it, it, in a way everything like like stock market is probably the biggest casino in the world. Right. It like, is. It is. So it's like. I don't make money from gambling. Like I make money from selling shoes. Like, yep. I, like, it, like you can't avoid that. So, like to me, NFT is not where I try to build wealth. It's more like for me to understand and kind of like, I like that. Okay, like drop some money here. Like I, I can still sleep at night, and it's just like even if I lose all of it, like that's fine because I, I say okay, I'll just work harder to make that money exactly. back. Right? Like so, it like I, I think a lot of people need to understand that it's like you can't rely on NFTs to kind of like make your next uh, get rich Lambo, quick Lambo, scheme Lamborghini, yeah right like you it, it's it's very tough like this space is extremely tough especially now because now the whole pioneer phase is almost like completed now you're like adoption phase now right so it's just like all the smart people are probably already in the space and like for you to jump in now it's you got to be even like it's going to be even more hard because I, there's a lot more scam projects and all that stuff right and I, I think it is. That's exactly the reason why I, I went with the opposite approach. It's funny. Like, I, I definitely respect what you're doing. And the sleeping at night thing is huge. But um, for me, it was a complete opposite. I was like, the only people that I know are definitely making money in this space are the ones that are spending the most money. Like, the Jimmy Fallons of the world. You know, the superstars that change their profile picture. Like, OBJ, Tsua, CryptoPunk. Like, for sure, they're making money because they're pumping it up and they're creating more hype. So, I was like, okay. I don't want to try to get into a project where I know it's not going to be backed by big names or something. So Nike was an obvious one for me. And I was like, for me, sleeping better at night is knowing that Nike will not fail. <laughs> you know, like, It might go down to two or it might go down to three for a while. But I'm like, yeah. in time, this is still literally the first Nike drop ever on any NFT platform. If you believe in utility of NFTs in the future, num- the first set is usually a really big thing. You know, the 85 yeah. Jordan ones are still coveted. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was my thinking with it. Um and so that's why I, I felt comfortable there. And I just, because I'm such a novice in the space, I'm not willing to put my time, especially, you know, that, you know, I have the uh, son and stuff that I don't want to put time that I could be, you know, hanging out with him into trying to learn about these small projects that might do well. But I like what you do in, in the fact that you only, you, you set a number for yourself and you're like sticking to that, you know, and you've seen that it can pay off with like the bomb squad one. And, you know, this in-betweener one I do think has, a good chance too. It's just there's so many freaking projects, bro. That I'm like, I don't know where to go. And every single, usually what I do, you know, is I go to like YouTube or something to learn advice, and I'm like, all these crypto YouTubers are so scummy feeling, bro. Like they feel so scummy. I'm like, I'm not gonna it's, listen to this dude, but there's nobody else listening to. Cringe too, man. Yes. Some of them are pretty cringe. Bro. Yes, dude. It's I, so bad. I can't do it. <laughs> exactly. And so I'm like, oh god, I I don't know who to trust or who to listen to, you know. And so yeah, it's that's like how I made six million. <laughs> Right, 
on, and the like, dude we all know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. So that's why I, I, I like it. I, I do want to learn more. I think that there's some cool things behind it. Like honestly, the more that I look at like OpenSea and stuff, the more I'm like, I really want a freaking clone X, just because I think they look badass now. And I'm like, but 15 ETH, I'm not spending 15 ETH. But it's also like, I. I I don't know. I, it, that's the one that I think looks cool. And I think, like, when I think of, like, the future, that's what I see of, like, uh, avatars and stuff. Um, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so I, I know you have a – I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I kind of want to just yeah. dabble in one last topic here. What yeah. is your thoughts of, like, the metaverse and stuff then? Because most of the roadmaps that I've been, like, seeing, you know, the end, end phase is always – or somewhere in the end phase, one of the last phases is metaverse. Do you, do you honestly think, like, we're going to be spending majority of our time there in some, some like, VR setting? um personally i I don't think like i wouldn't like i I love real life too much i freaking hope we don't dude even think about that like it scares me (laughs) yeah i mean the only time i'm not sure if you watched the movie uh ready player one i did i did Yeah. yeah so like the only thing that i can imagine like even close to us living in the metaverse is the world outside is so bad like so bad that like we can't leave our house Mm. which is like the whole pandemic right like yeah like if we can't leave our house we need to social and like the best like the metaverse will make sense but we have to understand that things will go back to normal and it's just that we need the like physical like personally i think we need the physical interaction like nothing right and like I, i think i watched one youtube video where it's just like this CNN reporter tried to say, okay, I want to be in the metaverse for uh, 24 hours. Like, try it oh, out, right? Like, so that's... basically, you got to wear the goggles and, like, basically be there for 24 hours. And, like, he died, like, because, like, it's just, like, he can't take it, right? Like, yeah. like, like it's just, just too much, right? Like, well, one, it's just, like, you got to wear these big ass goggles. And, and, and two, it's just, like, like, I get it. Like, I, I played those uh, VR games, like, like, um, where you wear the goggles and like honestly it feels very real like in there but you know it's not real because it's just like it's It's not the tech isn't there yet yeah exactly like the fear is when it gets so good that it does feel real though right yeah so we're not there yet so i I mean personally i think that i don't think we'll see it in our lifetime like at least for my lifetime not i can't say for like in 30 30 40 years like i'll probably be old in a wheelchair i don't i wouldn't need <laughs> this yeah. virtual reality no that's but, when you would need it the most so you can run around in the vr space maybe, <laughs> maybe but like it's just that personally I, I i think we're too early uh like i i think it could potentially be uh, a space in the future but like for me I, I don't think i'll see it in my lifetime like uh well at least i wouldn't choose to live in a virtual reality uh like metaverse uh versus me being able to see my friends in person and that's exactly 100 percent how i feel about it man like uh truth be told i've never put on a vr headset because they freak me the hell out like i, I know the potential that it could be because i i've come from like an upbringing where i wish sometimes you know as a kid i was like god dang my life sucks i wish it could be somewhere else and then you could put on a headset where you could be somebody else like holy f that that would be so cha- game changing but, uh, you know, as a, as a being as a father now, I know it's not going to happen in our lifetime. I don't think the tech will ever be there. It'll get close, maybe, you know, who knows. But I don't think it'll get there. But I know for sure in Rio, my son's lifetime, it's going to probably be there. You know, it, it, give it 100 years or 50, 60 years. It's going to be crazy. And so that's my fear. Like, I'm like, bro, is 
I'm looking at him like, dude, are you going to want to go outside and play like ball or like, you know, freaking run around and stuff? Or are you going to be in this dang headset? And it's like, you can't force him not to do the headset if everybody else in the world is doing the headset. And that's my greatest fear. I'm like, yep. God dang it. This is the projection of where we're going. Like, what the hell is humanity doing? You know? And I, that's yeah. why I guess it freaks me out. And so I, I don't know. I, I'm exactly like you, bro. Like, I love living in the real world and stuff. And I don't know if that's just because we're in a good spot in our lives where it, it's preferable. Because I do know that there are people that would rather just be somewhere else, be someone else, you know? No, for and sure. So- like, like I said, it, there, there is going to be a portion of people that actually appreciate the diverse because or you could be handicapped, but you can't go out, right? Like, you want some interaction and, like, that actually yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah, but yeah. for the majority of us, like, it, it doesn't make sense. No. And I think my, my last thing is I, I honestly feel like if it does become, like, mass adopted and stuff, I feel like the the – you know the rich the one percenters of the world and stuff are going to be the ones that don't use it at all they're going to be the ones that are like watching everybody else in there and they're going to be living their best lives outside and be like, like life Bro. is too good outside right? yeah exactly and they're like oh look at all maybe that's what the goal is man maybe here's a conspiracy like everybody wants you in the metaverse so there's less traffic and stuff on the streets for them you know? yeah. like, oh i don't need to worry about people uh you know breathing my air and stuff they're in their indoors <laughs> so <Yeah. who> <laughs> but yeah it's just i don't want to be dystopian about it and you know like be negative and pessimistic about the future it's just it does kind of freak me out and that's why i never put on a vr headset yet just because i i don't want to get more freaked out um but yeah who knows you know and uh, i think it's good to be optimistic and that's why it's good to learn about the space especially like nfts it doesn't seem like it's going to go away um, it's going to be around. And so even if you're like hesitant about the space and stuff, please continue to learn and like, you know, listen to things like this conversations where there's somebody who doesn't really believe in it versus somebody who's starting to believe in it more. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we can get somebody in here who's very, very versed in it and get their take. Um, but you know, these yeah, opinions and stuff are important. Get a friend relations. Uh, I heard he's very big on it and he was an early adopter he, or something, right? Well, he, he got me into it. Because, oh, he got uh, you into it? Really? Well, basically I had a pair of, Easy Bapes, uh, yeah, Bapes does uh, in his size, and he hit me up and then he's like, "Hey, I want to buy this." And then he's like, "Do you accept eat?" I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Oh, I don't, wow, but maybe." And then so basically that was my first transaction. And he said, "Eat," and I'm just like, oh, "What I do with this?" And then he's like, "Oh, dude, you can do this. Uh, go to OpenSea, set up MetaMask, and then, uh, um, so yeah, basically." That's kind of like my whole theory, like of why I went into the space is because. Uh, for those that don't know, Foundation Foundation was like one of the OG YouTubers people that start YouTube for sneakers, mm-hmm. and like, like for me to see someone saw an early adoption for YouTube go into another space where like it's early, there's something in it, and like like he's hardcore, like like I like his feed on IG is like all about NFTs, and I've seen his like his wallet like wallet too because it's public on OpenSea, right? Like he has like thousand plus nfts and i'm like whoa, whoa that's too much for me like I, I, like there's just too much to follow like yeah i think if you want some someone that's very like that's a good one very knowledgeable like he's very like like he's friendly too like i ask him some questions sometimes too and he, he would reply back um, that's awesome like so yeah like if you want him to talk about i, I think he would have a better uh knowledge sharing than, than i like I nah dude i love having you here because again like i value your opinion so much like I, i've seen you just make these like crazy nostradamus level predictions in the sneaker space and i'm like god dang if this guy's in it like literally you're the one that i was like fuck if, if tong is in it then i gotta 
pretty much look at this shit. Like, not, I'm not even joking, bro. I saw you, like, yeah. uh, I don't know what your profile picture was at the time, but I just remember seeing that switch, and you're like, okay, I'm going to get into this space and stuff. And I was like, God, yeah, what is going I'm on? Very, very low-key about it. It's like, I didn't do it to my main page. Like, I had right. to do it on my like, own Twitter page where no one knows who I am. Because uh, I yeah, had, yeah. like, basically because that account's been dormant for so long. I only have, like, what, 600 followers. Mm. Like, really like but i kind of enjoy that because i'm in a space where it's like i'm a nobody right and you're not an expert right yeah exactly i'm just like everyone else trying to learn learn the Mm. space and and like it's very interesting like it it, like one thing i do have to say is that like i feel like the nft space if you're in the right community it's less south like salty than people in the sneaker space <laughs> like it's more fun in the nft space um just people are really like yeah people are very positive like it, it's do you think it's different. because a generational thing just because most of the like headbutting and stuff in the sneaker community is like old heads versus new heads you know um you're yeah. a reseller you're not actually in it you weren't even around when jordan was playing why do you wear jordans but for yeah. nfts because it's so new and it's usually like a younger base you think that's the reason yeah. why There's well no i divide. think everyone's under the dream of wagging where it's like every everyone's gonna make it so mm. <laughs> we're all gonna make it so like mm. everyone's very optimistic even mm. if there's a rug pull people just don't feel like oh they're not like oh fuck you nike mm. or blah blah, blah or like mm. something like mm. that. they're they're just like oh okay i learned my lesson uh, on to the next one right like oh and then really? like yeah and I, i'm in this like um ox ape um it's like kind of a derivative of the board ape yacht club mm-hmm. uh it's crazy like the twitter like like i don't even know any of these people so i changed my profile like i, I bought a few of them um so i changed my profile picture to one of these apes and literally it's like a yellow background so basically it's like so noticeable because of your profile pictures like with the yellow background with that ape. Yeah, yeah. and like people are just like insanely friendly they'll follow you back like they'll like everything like like and they're honest they're not like fake bots like these are real people that are just very like a tight-knit community and like i've never seen that in in sneakers like to be honest like people are trying to like undercut you and like sneakers they they they, they won't tell you secrets or anything right but like yeah in, in that space it's that's true like, i feel like it's very different like it's interesting and different like so that's why i joke about it because i spend more time on twitter <laughs> than actually on instagram now yeah because of, because of that because it's just it's i, I think Oh, and I did miss one point was that the whole NFT thing, not just utility and like what, what it can do for you. And also, it's also a community kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So people feel like, oh, this community, if you and I both share something from the same project, we feel kind of automatically connected because we're both part of that community. And mm-hmm. like if everyone in that community is like that kind of trying to like be friendly and like sharing everything and we become like, a very powerful community and people want to join that community community and like that's what happened with those mm. OX apes because people saw the power oh shoot like well some people are in it for the wrong reason but like some people are just like oh if i buy one of these apes i'm gonna get like five followers like right off the bat right like that's not oh is that really a thinking yeah like, it's crazy it's like oh i didn't know that well like people just see your background and say hey you own it you're, you're part of the community i'm gonna follow you and like your content and like stuff like that right okay so that's an indirect like it's not money based but like if i want to like i see all that and like everyone's having so much fun in this community 
wouldn't it want you, drive you to want to buy one of these apes to be part of that community right but, so but how but how do people do okay i know on twitter now it's like a hexagonal right when it's an actual nft is that the de- like differentiation because couldn't you just like screenshot the I know it's a joke about screenshotting, but if that was yeah. the reason before, you could have just screenshot like a board ape and just put it as your profile picture, get those 500, yeah. switch to a different culture or whatever and keep adding followers that way. Well, technically you could, but like that's meaningless to you, right? Like, like it's just like me screenshotting a board ape yacht club and putting out my, doesn't make, like to me. But I'm wondering I how many people do that in the space is what I was asking. Well, I mean, for the OX ape, I think there's not much of incentive because it's smaller the price though. Is like 0.3 ETH. Like, okay. why would I want to like fake something like that, right? I see. Like, if it was 100 ETH, that's a different thing. It's more like, well, I want to kind of flex, right? But like, right. now this thing is like, it's organic in a way. Uh, mm. But for sure, there's going to be people like that where it's like a snapshot and then, oh, I should get to my profile picture. But like that, like you said, the hexagon kind of like confirms that you own that uh, mm. NFT so that uh, you can't really fake it. I was wondering uh, why they made that implementation on Twitter. That's why, but that in makes a way, more sense. it's more like to 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 prevent people like, or at least at least tell people it's like a check mark on Instagram, yeah, almost, yeah, in a way. But like, you have to pay for that right now, right? So I'm just like, oh, I don't. Wait, you have to pay that. for the hexagonal thing? Yeah, you gotta pay like four dollars a month. Oh, it's a monthly, like- <laughs> bro. Twitter, what are I you think doing? It was month or annual, but like, but people pay for it because they want to be like the flex. Yo, uh, this is my like now i, I kind of show you that I, it's like showing the contract i i actually own this thing like i i, I right. can see it makes sense for a lot of people where it's like if they actually do own like say the, the 100 ETH uh board and yacht, yacht club then uh sure they they, they want to show that they actually truly own it but i think i think eventually they're going to make it free but like right now i think you're paying four dollars a month to, to do it that's why I not mean, a lot of people adopted it for yeah i was gonna say i didn't see that many and it was interesting because i think i, I remember like uh looking at other accounts and stuff and i was like how come this isn't a hexagon is this guy not using a real thing but thank thank you, you for pay. sharing that yeah because now i'm like oh god that makes sense i wouldn't pay that extra like they have like yeah, twitter blue point. or whatever and yeah i'm just like this is ridiculous if you're making me pay for something that's been free this whole time i'm not doing it uh yeah. but okay so now i know what to look out for and stuff but yeah exactly this is why it's important just you know to see what is going on in the background because again from the outside looking in yeah nfts are like kind of like a grimy thing for the vast majority of people but when you keep digging a little bit deeper into certain niche, niches and stuff there are good qualities about it you know and that's with any culture you know there's always going to be like the sh- shittiest parts of Wrong cultures name, yeah. yeah same thing with sneakers like we just said there's so many like haters and stuff in the sneaker community that are like cutthroat and whatever and you know everybody's like so salty <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so, so it, 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 that's how it goes um but yeah anyway thank you so much for coming on tong i really appreciate it again if uh, you guys don't know who net magnetism is you guys should you can definitely get like some crazy stuff off the website and this guy does have a plethora of knowledge as well like literally this is the only blog that i read i'm not even joking like i've never read any blogs in my life every single blog i've read i've learned something that I utilized when I was reselling sneakers. And now hopefully I'm starting to see more NFT uh, pages or something so I can keep learning from you. But anyway, all of those links will be in the description. Check them out, dude. You're a really great guy. Uh, lives up in Canada. And yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. All right. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, like the video as, as always. And until next time, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Until then though, aloha, shoots. We'll see you guys. <laughs> all right, let me...